welcome everyone to this week's episode of Holistic Conversations with Vicky and Bron. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast is all about how you can learn to live well, be healthy, have gorgeous skin inside and out, and really thrive as you get older. By sharing our knowledge through real life experiences in our holistic beauty practices using natural therapies as well as high-tech science know-how, we will impart behind-the-scenes how-tos on how you get the most out of your day to live with vitality. Hello everyone and welcome back to our podcast. Today's topic is on sleep. So yeah, Vicky, it's a subject that touches everyone, right? Absolutely. I think we've all gone through stages in our life where we can't sleep or wake up and can't get back to sleep or feel like we need to get better sleep. Yeah. And I guess um, being mothers, we kind of go through that stage where you're awoken with babies. I've, um, I think I've told you this before, I've always been such a really deep sleeper. And I was kind of the opposite, that I was so worried when I had kids that um, I wouldn't wake. But nah, they kind of cough and you're kind of up wide awake and yeah. you know, on guard. It must be just that internal instinct. Yes. Quite incredible. Yeah. But yeah, so... Um, through life as a woman and a mother, um, I think we've kind of had to kind of reset our normalities of what sleep is. Mm. Um, and I think it becomes really important to you because I found that having kids, if I didn't have a decent amount, and, and that was probably went from eight, nine till about seven. And I kind of um, was sick of those months and months of um, having that real poor quality, you know, sleep when they, they wake you up right in that middle of that, um, you know, and the, the REM cycle. Side. Yeah. If you're yeah. Wake, waking at three o'clock for a feed, which is used to be what I used to do, I'd try mm. myself not to turn on any lights and just go through the motions, almost like trying to stay in a bit of a dream sleep. You know how you can dream sleep your baby, yeah. you know, feed them. I kind of was trying to feed my kids in that state so that I'd go back to sleep okay. So I figured that out on the second child, not the first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of almost like mimicking what your baby's doing, eh? Just, yeah. Rather than stimulating them, you're not even stimulating yourself. You're just kind of going through the motions and kind of you you kind of almost get into that stage where you're, yeah, being a baby. Yeah. <laughs> baby yourself. So that's actually a really good tip for like women as they're older to go, um, you know, if you wake up in the night and you have to go to the loo, <laughs> this, and this happens a lot as you get older. So instead of putting lights on, you know how you can just wander around mostly um, with the, the light that's kind of coming through blinds or whatever, or put a dimmer light on, you know, like a night light, somewhere not in your face so you can't get back to sleep so that you can just wander to the bathroom or whatever without having to turn on lights. I mean, and hopefully your bathroom's light enough that once you're in there, you've got a window that lets a bit of light in. Even though it's the middle of the night, you still get light so that you're, you're not stimulating through the iris the wake-up mode. <laughs> it's still yeah. in the sleep mode. Or just get used to kind of doing everything in the dark. Yeah. I find that sometimes. Yep. Um, as you say, though, some some nights are, are pitch black, and we talked about last couple of weeks of being new moon, so it's been quite light, actually very light. Yeah. Which is, I think has been waking us up. Yes. Um, 
But yeah, and we also talked about that what I do is I stop that chatter in my mind at that time. Yeah. Whereas if I have a conversation, think about things, mm. or you know, think, oh, what's my day going to be? Forget about going back to sleep because then you're off busy, busy mind. Yes. If you've got one of those minds like I do. Yeah. 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 And if you do get tempted to start, if you start into that cycle of, um, oh, you've got lots of ideas or you're creative or you want to make sure you do something, don't look at your phone and write notes. You know how you can type in the note section? Because as soon as the light comes on from your phone, the blue light, you've activated the serotonin. So some of those wake-up hormones. <laughs> so it's like grab a journal and you don't have to have the light on, just kind of put scribble. Yeah. And then in the morning, okay, you might have to guess what it was that you're trying to write because it looks like scribble. I've done that before. But at least you haven't woken completely at the time when you're wanting to get back to sleep. And you can usually figure it out because you'll remember in the morning and just tell yourself, I'll remember that in the morning and scribble. Mm, but try and clear it out of your mind is the whole idea. That's the whole idea once it's out on paper. Yeah. Yeah, so I've put down here, turn off blue lights. So things like the screens and phones, we should stop, I believe, about 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. at night, um, you know, and unless you're going to bed really, really late, like 1 a.m., maybe you can go a bit, bit higher. But I, I kind of personally think about 8, 8 p.m. Yeah, I you say 9. You get off your phone. Yeah, it depends on what right. time you go to bed. Like they yeah. say two to three hours before bedtime. And so for me, and this might work for you too, like no, in, when we're not stuck in restrictions, <laughs> I would sometimes work with clients until nine. So I might actually be on my laptop or something till 9.30, finishing off client notes or whatever. So I have got that blue light coming in. So then I've got to train my brain to defrag really quick so so i do a little bit of a ritual so that i can get into that rest relax mode one thing i can do is blue light glasses i started last year which made a massive difference did that yeah okay yeah someone was asking me about them the other day yeah I said, yeah i've heard they're good but i've never tried them myself yeah i was a bit dubious but i did I, last year i used to get um eye twitches and headaches when we were in lockdown that was in 2020 and we were just constantly on screens and I'd not been used to that and they stopped it was about a week and a half of using the blue light glasses and it stopped and I've never had them again so I use the blue light glasses only when you know it's late at night or if I've got a day where I'm online conference or something good tip good tip okay um so do you yeah, do anything um, do you do anything Bronwyn to prime your body ready for sleep? So you know we talked last week about you know as adults we've got to do the um, baby routine almost. So you know how you do your babies and so you bath them and get them warm and then you do the story and then you do uh, into bed and you know you have a little routine. Do you do that for you? I read myself a bedtime story. <laughs> No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I basically, you know how we've, we've talked in the past about our rituals and our routines? Mm. Um, basically have the same one, uh, like try and avoid stimulants after 8pm. <laughs> and stimulants. When I'm out partying. Yeah, I was going to say, stimulants, do you mean alcohol and <laughs> yeah. 
tea. Yep, tea. A green tea. Do you have a green tea at night? So that's a no-no for me. If no. I have green tea, I can't it's got handle caffeine it. In it. Yeah. yeah, it's got caffeine in it. So I'll just have a herbal tea. Yeah. Usually, like a chamomile or a um, some sleepy tea. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a problem with sleep. I mean, I'm I'm I could be decide to go to bed and I'm asleep within seconds. Yeah, but that's because, and I'm the same, that's because you've primed yourself to sleep like that. So it's not necessarily, it's like a skill we have to learn. And when we're not sleeping, we have to go, oh, what was I doing before when I was sleeping well? So you've got really good routines, and I know they're similar to mine, but what do you do so that people who are struggling? I will do my, one of my big things is my cleansing routine. And... Um, we've talked about this before as well, but people mightn't have heard it. But so I make I make skin products, and and my cleanser I can customize that to whatever synergy for whatever. And at night time, uh, I I usually will go with my lime and cedarwood or my calm charm, which is kind of lavender and chamomile anyway. So I by doing that routine and giving myself a facial that massage, I look forward to it. Mm. And it's kind of putting myself in that calming mode. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm just very good at, I just go through the motions and I just am this kind of creature of, oh, yes, and kind of pamper myself. And, yeah, I just naturally, I mean, obviously we're skin experts and, and so we love facial massages and all that kind of stuff. But it's kind of my little, you know, how we were talking about calm down the babies with the massage yes. over the forehead. It's kind yeah. of like my own calming. Yeah. And if I'm feeling particularly anxious, it's not really me either, but if I'm kind of got a lot of stuff going on in my head or I've gone through a lot of stress, you know, like the times that I had sick um, relatives or friends, I would might do a bath Yeah. and kind of candlelight. So I add different things in as I kind of feel I need them. Mm. Um, and, again, I'd probably add... Um, a bit more aromatherapy, you know, yeah. course into the bath, but um, maybe a um, magnesium. Oil. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's the supplement. So the magnesium or, um, you know, maybe vitamin Bs and de-stressing hormones if I, yeah. if I need them, but, but it's not really my norm, to be honest. Um, but I guess I would naturally have probably – a healthy dinner and if I was stressed I naturally wouldn't eat a lot yes and so I think that's I think, a key actually with a lot of women is that they get the comfort from food rather than when you you are saying if you're stressed or feeling anxious you don't have a big meal so I've I've kind of in tune with everything and I guess you'd you'd hope I would be doing what I do so I've always been that way though, and I've had to teach people to do it because it was kind mm-hmm. of like, "What do you mean?" Oh, and you when you listen to what people do, um, we've got to teach ourselves how to calm down and, um, yes. hey, we're not partying anymore. We're going to sleep. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, uh, when things got really, really stressful in my life, I kind of listened to meditation. Sometimes it worked, but I found in the real, real uh, stress times. Even then, I could pull myself out of it. You know, like I, it was um, 
it's kind of like I felt like throwing it out the window after a while. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of weird. But, um, yeah, oh, one thing I do do, and I, I just was speaking to a sleep specialist the other day, I was listening to one rather, and I thought, oh, this is interesting because I naturally do this. Is mm-hmm. You can actually teach your body what to dream about when oh. you're your conscious mind so say if you've got a problem and you're really worried about it and there's that saying i'll sleep on it yeah if you turn this over so much during the day you'll actually you'll go into your subconscious and usually your subconscious will figure out a way of how to deal with this Mm -hmm. for an example you might um or your creative ideas or or your brain that tells you you can't change it just run with it those kind of things will happen if you put it to your subconscious brain. And you've got to actually um, teach your brain to do that because you, she was saying that, you know, um, you can teach your brain. And I'm thinking, wow, I actually do that. Mm. I'll actually go, right, um, tonight I'm going to dream about this and I'll start thinking about it. And quite often you'll come up with the answers or you'll think the next day you'll be a lot more calmer and you'll just have this other perspective on that problem or that stress or that creative idea. I think that's why they say, you know, like a lot of successful people, and if you ask a lot of top CEOs, what do they do, what's their rituals or routines before bed, they will say uh, meditation because the breathing calms the nervous system. They will say gratitude because it's getting your part of your brain again in the calm creative zone and then they're like what's your intentions for the next day so they might do a revision of what's worked and what hasn't of the current day that they're in and then um sometimes they call it workshopping i don't know if you've heard that terminology you can workshop how could you have done that better and what could you do differently the next day and you just go through that process not churning with it but just objectively or subjectively thinking about it workshop it out so you play it out in your mind and a lot of athletes do this as well and then then you just let it be but you've actually set the intention for okay tomorrow I'll be better at that I might say this or I might do that or you might be running through your day the day ahead and you're going um okay I've just got these meetings on I'll just get prepared for that so I'll do that then so you're thinking about it not in a churning way but it's just a calm matter of fact way of you know planning so that your brain gets creative and then the next morning you're really productive yeah so you're basically getting it out of your brain and not you mightn't have the answer of how to solve this problem but it's kind of saying to yourself oh okay well i'll write this down and actually physically write it down in a journal and then say wonder what I could do with that and your subconscious takes that and quite often we'll we'll come up with a solution yeah and we're very intellectual beings and and you know like that saying that we really know what we need or or um, what we're good at or how we're going to solve this or we really do know that that we've got to let go of this grief or that um, we've got to accept this or whatever the case might be yeah and we usually do um know we do and it's just that uh, we get people get so stressed and and so be so awkward and so stressed out about the fact that they are stressed almost. Mm. Yes, they're on that um, wheel, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. 
Actually, my mum, when we were teenagers, she used to make us have, so teenagers, not kids, she used to make us have a rest on a Sunday. And I actually think it's because she was going through menopause and she wanted to have a rest. (laughs) But anyway, we had to have a rest. So we had to go into our room and lie in our bed. And she said, I don't care what you do. You can read. You can just lie there. You You can do whatever, but you have to be on your bed. And we're like teenagers. We're going, I'm not even tired. And we'd come up with all these things. And she would say, if you can't sleep, at least you know your body's resting. You know, and quite often, this was in the days where parties were, they were a big party family. So we would have raunchy parties at night. She'll probably listen to this and kill me like, don't tell everyone. Um, So we used to have on a Saturday particularly, a little rest, a little afternoon siesta, and she'd say, you have to let your body rest. And so that stuck with me. Ready for the party. (laughs) Or on the Sunday, it's recovery. (laughs) Not that we were obviously, you know, up late and drinking and they were. (laughs) But um, it just kind of gave your mind permission to not worry about not being able to sleep. So then in my early 40s, when I had a lot of PMT and couldn't sleep, I used to wake and churn and churn and churn, and then I'd worry because I wasn't sleeping. But I'd think about what she'd said. I know it's weird what your brain thinks about. And then I'd be like, oh, you know what? At least, at least if I'm not asleep, <laughs> my body's resting, so I won't be so tired tomorrow. And it kind of worked. It kind of just is enough to chill me out. <laughs> yeah. Wow, just like they do in Europe, they have their little siestas. Yeah, right? I know. So it's good. It's all and good. It's usually after lunch when you've got a big full tummy. And it's also the hottest part of the day over there, so that kind of makes sense because exactly. it's so hot you can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so what are, what other things do you do? Uh, so I uh, am a bit like you. I don't really have a problem with sleeping now, but I used in my early 40s I definitely did, and it was stress, even though I thought I wasn't stressed. It was just really, really busy mind and busy with like work and kids and, you know, Aaron used to travel and it was just like everything at the age my kids were about 8 to 12. It was just like a manic um, churning (laughs) machine. (laughs) So if anyone's listening and is in that phase, know that it gets better (laughs) just for one thing. But the other thing is I would uh, get into bed. So I'd do my skin rituals and I'd use that. So using the smells and I'd, what we talked about before with skin rituals and having that as my time because I'd be so exhausted, but I would just make it that's about me. That's the only time sometimes I had time to myself. And then I'd get into bed and I would actually do a gratitude diary. So just to sit up in bed, like be really tired. And just write three things. My rule in my head was just write three things that you're grateful for. So I just do three. And sometimes it was easy and sometimes it was really hard. And then um, I would look at my goals for the next day, but not give them any um, emotion, just look at it. And then so things like if I wasn't, if I knew I hadn't slept for a couple of nights, lavender on my pillow or on a tissue and I'd stick it in my pillow slip. Um, in the weekends, because I didn't really have time during the week, I'd have like either a Epsom salt bath or essential oil bath. So using magnesium, I used to use a magnesium spray if I'd done a lot of sport 
like say I'd done a race or something and I had sore muscles, you know, I don't know if you've had this before, you know how you get that twitchy, tired, like lactic acidy feeling and you feel like, I know I'm not going to sleep well because this is like I'm twitching all over the show. So I'd use my magnesium spray on that night before I went to bed. Um, some of the things that I find really helpful women that I'm treating in my clinic, and this is particularly with hormonal changes, is, and I actually take magnesium tablets at night, magnesium calcium, because it does relax everything. But you can have like half a banana. Again, lots of B vitamins and um, magnesium <laughs> and potassium. You can have half a protein shake. So I would sometimes make some up, like a, just a light protein shake, because as women, we can deplete our protein really quickly during the course of our you know, monthly cycle as it's changing. And so some months we may be fine, but other months not. So we start losing muscle. You'll notice this with your skin because it will start to sag a bit. When you notice the things like, oh, I didn't know I had those lines yesterday. <laughs> That's a sign that estrogen's dipping. It's doing the roller coaster thing. So protein shake at night if you're also suffering from not sleeping and you're waking at 3 a.m. Won't, won't upset their tummy? No. So if don't have it with dairy. So um, I would have it with, so for me, I'd have it with almond milk, but you can have it with any of the other nut milks. Or again, coconut water. Or, or coconut there. water. Yep. Or just water, like filtered water, if you want. Probably wouldn't taste that good though, would it? depends on what protein shake you're using or powder kind of thing so you might have to play around with that um yeah, I was just gonna say yeah just have a play and around just add, and just add banana to it yeah um the other thing is you can add a green powder if you like so for me i find that quite palatable but some people won't so add that in with your protein because if you're waking at 1am it's quite often your liver's too gunged up <laughs> and it's not detoxifying properly. So it's too much work and it's waking you up. If you're waking at three, it's more your hormones. So being really aware of what time you're waking without looking at the clock and having a freak out, like, oh, it's only one o'clock in the morning. Woo. So just like, oh, it's one o'clock, okay. And then in the morning go, oh, that's my liver. So add some greens or have more greens at night for the dinner. So I also wouldn't have starchy carbs or anything at night so i have vegetables and those are my carbs and eat well before bed uh what else do i do um if i get really stuck and also i find this really helps with clients is visualizing and i think you mentioned this the other day visualizing um so you know i would tighten my toes and then relax and then go to my calves and then relax and then go up my thigh and then relax so i'm doing that tighten and relax tighten and relax and I usually only get halfway up my body <laughs> before I'm asleep. Or yeah. I have another thing that I used to do all the time to defrag my mind. Some people will find this like the worst thing because it depends on how you, um, what your mind thinks about black holes, like space, outer space, black holes, like I'm thinking Star Trek. So I would do this thing. And I'd call it the black hole analogy. So I would just think about my, my body going through this black hole. So imagine you're on Star Trek and you're in the 
you know, whatever, flying saucer or whatever, and you're going and they hit warp speed, remember? And you see all these things go past, the sparkling. So I'm in the sparkling thing and then I get out the other end and it's just black. And I'm just floating and I'm relaxing and it's just, but it's totally black. So that's right. because I'm focusing on that, I can't think about anything else. And then I go to sleep. I could see how that would freak some people out. But yeah, that might freak some people out. So they <laughs> <laughs> might find that a bit claustrophobic. Okay. Be aware, people. Yeah. is a stranger. <laughs> so try, and if it's not going to work, don't do it. I could do that. I, I mean, the whole thing with, I think I told you one of the um, things we were talking about was, you know, how we go from meditation and stuff and how of yoga, I do yoga now, and I love the yogas that have this meditation side. And um, I find that I, I drift really mm. well. And I went to this drumming one, and he had this really hypnotic voice. <laughs> and he... He said he's taking us back to the womb. And we were floating in the womb. And um, they were drumming. It was, it was quite incredible. They had about 12 drummers and they were drumming to the beat of the womb. And long story short, I mean, I had this great journey. <laughs> and I, I kind of, when I finally like, oh, yes, I better get up, I suppose. I was aware of everything <laughs> gone. No, everyone hadn't gone that time. That's happened before. But they were kind of um, weren't anywhere near the relaxation I was. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> um, but it, it was it was really quite amazing. So when you, you know how sometimes when you're younger you go, oh, this is a bit weird. I'm not gonna sub yeah. come to it. But but kind of I've got to. I'm kind of one of those people that yeah, why not? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> and um, it was actually really cool. So it's quite neat to have an open mind to go for these different type of meditations because sometimes you find, oh, that's actually really easy for me. Yeah. I can put on that music and I can like, be aware of, of what made you relax. Was it their hypnotic mm. voice? Was it the drums? Was it a combination of, of, them, of them all? Was it because you kind of knew you had nowhere else to be and you might as well just um, succumb to it or whatever? Um, talking about like going through the body, I find a good one is it's almost like bore yourself to sleep. You know how <laughs> some people say count sheep? Yes. And it's like I, I go up my spine like we were talking about. Oh, um, yeah. And, you know, tighten from every every vertebrae. Yeah. And and then I let it go from every vertebrae. And one important thing, especially being an asthmatic, and I had to learn to uh, over the years to – um, and that's why I invented my aromatherapy synergy was it's the breathing thing of um, going right down into your diaphragm. Mm. And then as, a, as an asthmatic, you do all this upper diaphragm breathing. And so you've actually, I've got had to teach myself to, to um, breathe deep down in my diaphragm and then kind of relax that and know that, you know, hold it and not panic. Yeah. And, that can be if someone's stressed you'll see that their, their breathing is very shallow and they're very kind of sound quite panicky and they sound quite wheezy you know like um, it's all coming from that upper lung yeah and so that's one of the important things and, and by doing that you're actually slowing down your nervous system mm. anyway yeah and so it's kind of it's slowing down your brain because 
really you're depleting yourself of oxygen as well. So exactly. You all you can do is think about if that's the word we want to use here about the basics. Yeah. You can't go into that into that stress mode, or you can't go into that creative mode, or you can't go into that thinking brain Mm. because it goes back to life's um, necessities. Yes. The same thing, like when when you're giving birth, the um, (laughs) basically if you can keep the mother calm. Yes. The body will naturally do it all because all you are doing is 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 surrendering to what your body naturally needs to do. Mm. So, uh, if that's kind of making sense, bringing that analogy into sleep, but it's kind of it's it's doing you know kind of setting up a routine and and making the atmosphere ready for your body to to shut down for the night or to relax. Yeah, you know what? You can also uh, search on Spotify. Um, and I think it's called REM or brainwave uh, music. So you can actually search music that is in the alpha and beta and theta states, which is what your brain should be at when you're sleeping. And so it just plays, which is at the same beat or rhythm or vibration uh, as your brain assimilates to or is attracted to. So it gets you there quicker, if that makes sense. So um, that's actually quite useful too if you're really struggling with, you know, I can't get back to sleep or you think, oh, I can't do meditation. I'm sitting here thinking I can't do it. Maybe try that to find music that will take you in. Um, There's actually one other thing that made me think about that was, um, you know, we talked about full moon and, and new moon and all that kind of stuff. So one thing that's become really apparent the last two years particularly, so 2020 and 2021, is there's lots of astrological changes happening um, within our planetary cycles, if you like. And so a lot more women have been struggling, and I'm sure this must happen to men too, but maybe they're not so aware or they don't talk about it, is that we're awake more at certain times, like you mentioned with the new moon because it was so bright. Well, it's just been full moon and I had a night before the full moon that I couldn't sleep at all and I don't have a problem with sleeping. So I was like, oh, what's going on here? And I thought, oh, it's full moon. Interesting. So um, so first of all, have that observation. Oh, interesting. And don't give it any emotion. Mm. Otherwise, you churn all night um, or the next day. And then the thing is um, you can do a little bit of Um, If you're deep into your spiritual stuff, you can do some protection if you feel like, I know I've heard this a lot with people and I've had this myself. When you go and you lie down at night, you think, oh, I feel like if I float off really quickly into sleep, I might um, be out in the ether and not come back properly or something. So you can actually protect yourself. And so for me, I've because I'm in Australia, I now actually visualize Aboriginal tribe of warriors around my house, my physical house, that are protecting me. So I see their faces, I see the paint on their face, and that's just my little, okay, they're guarding me from anything that um, spiritually is around. It might sound like a bit Not of Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the he's ah, in the, Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, um, oh, that's an all-new subject because I've got a lot of, a lot of stuff on that um and i remember when i lost my mum i actually had these experiences where she was around and then it got to the stage where 
I, I was pining for her and, yeah, oh, maybe I can call her in. Mm. And I don't know what it was, but it felt like it was really evil. Right. And I was actually terrified. And I spoke to a spiritual friend and she said, what you do is you ask for the golden light or, mm. um, or the golden light. Oh, the golden light's. Yes, yeah, the golden light. Or the blue the light. light. Yeah, or your blue light is your Christ light. So you can always ask uh, for protection. Yeah. Um, and being, because I, I live on my own and, and being on my own, sometimes, you know, like I'll have, say, have people ask me, are you scared on your own? And I'll say, oh, no. And quite often I'll have, like when my, my friend Denise um, got sick, and I was talking to another friend. I had, I could feel this, you know, how we were talking about that on, on your forehead. Mm. And um, I felt that. And then I heard this drumming in my kitchen. And I was like, oh, crikey, what's that? But I wasn't, I've kind of got to the stage in life where I've had these things that have happened to me that it, I know that it's not a bad mm. entity. Mm. And um, I was just aware of it. And I spoke the next day to my friend's other, who was kind of like your sur surrogate mum. And I, and she said, that's Denise's mum. And I said, yeah, no, I felt that because I knew that she used to calm Denise down um, with this same massage on her forehead. I remember D Denise telling me. And she said, you know that, you know what that means? And I said, yeah, she's come, she's come to collect her. It's nearly time. Mm. And, um, yeah, so... I quite often are very aware of that kind of thing and I quite often get signs. But as, as again, when I'm stressed or anxious or too busy, I, yeah, yeah, neglect them or push them yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. But it's it can be, even if you're not spiritual, it's that kind of intuition that you've mm. got where you know things. Yeah. And you shouldn't ignore it. Yeah. Listening to your gut, so, that's what we call it in the yeah. um, <laughs> practical world. Yeah. And yeah, so I mean, there for a reason, you know. And it sounds silly, but you've you've got to bring us all back to everything in this holistic life, sleep included, right? Yeah. Because some people do their whole algorithms get so out of tune. Yeah. And we are eighty percent water, and that's why we are affected by the moon. That's why we are affected of our surroundings. And, yes. And when we do talk about women, um, women are more aware because of just from being that having that um you know um, maternal instinct plus being the the guardians of of their home whereas the men quite often weren't they couldn't be attuned to that because they had to actually get out yes. there and fight or whatever they couldn't yeah. be the one that was like oh my goodness what's happening they, they get yeah. that later in life as i read this wonderful thing on that exact thing that you said that women and men experience it, but at different ends of their life almost, like at different times. So as women, you know, in our fertile years, we have that great yearning for, you know, nurturing and mothering and, and looking after the safety of things. And so we're quite connected and aware, connected spiritually and aware. But men have that practical side because they have to earn the income and da-da-da-da. So then as women... Once we turned 50, actually, I was reading it in a book and um, on menopause, and she was saying, actually, it was Dr. Christian Northrup, if anyone wants to go have a look at her stuff, and she's got a book, I think it's called Thriving in Menopause or something like that. Um, and she says that women then flip and they, go, they start questioning life, like, what's my big purpose? 
why am I here? What have I got to contribute is now their 50 plus journey. <laughs> Whereas men have that particularly a little bit earlier from a survival and providing side of things. And they get more into, oh, they're caring about their relationships and they're more into that kind of thing once they get past 50. So it's quite interesting how it flips. And just remember opposites attract <laughs> and also opposites balance us out. So if we have two of us, the male and the female, say in a partnership, or or if it's, you know, same sex, you, you've got to have that feminine, masculine energy. One has to be different because we both um, balance each other out. And equally, when you're not in a partnership, you'll be getting that from someone like your kids or your close friends. You have that connection. Um, what you're drawn to your life. Yes. That? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And so, um, Getting around to sleep and, and your partner, I guess, if you've been with your partner for so long, you you kind of, even if they get up much before you, you kind of get to that stage where you learn to go back to sleep. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of habits that we've got to learn. Um, whereas if you had a new relationship, that's all, all different. But, you know, you can kind of probably survive with a little sleep then because it's all fun and new. Exactly. And if your partner snores, because that's the other thing that comes up later in life, is sometimes that your partner does the sleep apnea or snores because they're putting on weight and all that kind of stuff. Sort it out sooner rather than later. And I know they don't like hearing that they're snoring, but record it or something and just go, hey, look, this yeah. is for, so, so you'll feel better because you surely can't be feeling great if you're not getting oxygen to your brain because you're snoring that hard. Yeah, and coming back to the sleep therapist uh, that I happened to hear this week, she was saying that if you snore, you're not actually going into that deep sleep. Correct. So that men, oh, I say men, but I guess women snore as well. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Did hear, yeah, woman can snore. Did but you yeah, say? Were you going to say that you heard yourself? No, no, no. I, I was just saying that. Um, I always say men, but I have heard. I had heard my sister snoring <laughs> and she didn't believe it. But, um, yeah, you can, you don't actually, you do wake up exhausted because you don't get into that really deep sleep. Yeah, so you're not repairing and regenerating. Actually, you know the other thing that I haven't mentioned, which you do as you took as well, is the ProTandem product. I have, so yes. for me, actually, because I wasn't having an issue with sleep, um, I didn't notice any difference initially when I started taking that product. So that's five natural herbs, but it activates your own stress um, mechanisms in your body and gets your own antioxidants and increases glutathione and all these things, reduces inflammation. But what it does, after three months, I went into the next level deep sleep. So I felt really regenerated and which is what made me think about it with the sleep apnea you're not getting that regeneration with the sleep apnea because you're not getting into that deeper sleep whereas with the pro tandem and so many women have told me this with that product and that's been the only change yeah was that that regeneration starts happening so that you wake up you might not get any more hours of sleep but you wake up and you're like oh wow for great <laughs> once you're actually yeah. on the floor it's <laughs> like getting out of bed any easier <laughs> It's that whole, um, you know, eating up that oxygenated stress and, and renewing. Um, so all those repairing that, things. Yeah, recharging kind of the mitochondria in the cell, you know, that. so the, the next day you have all that energy. and Yep. Yeah. That, it's yeah. kind of that next level, right? 
Yeah, exactly. So I guess um, on the, the topic of sleep, I've um, shared all my stuff, including that black hole, which will totally freak some people out. <laughs> and all our normal things like lavender and all chamomile, chamomile tea. You, you mentioned all the teas, meditation, protein, doing your little rituals. So anything else yeah. you can think of? Yeah, well, as I say, the biggest thing for me is is it's the emphasis is on routine. Yeah, me too. So then supplement it with either, with with one of those one or all of those tips. Yeah. So when you've got more stress in your life, yes, bring more of that stuff in. Uh, be more careful because what what could have been your norm before isn't yep. your norm at the moment. So you've got to compensate for that. Um, you know, don't don't eat sugary foods um, as a big one, the snacks late at night. Um, and alcohol. I think so for so many women, alcohol at night means, and we talked about this one other time, you just don't have that sleep quality. Quality is that depth, mm. re regeneration. Yeah. Because um, you actually, I if I have more than I we talked about, um, our limits of um, mine is usually about three glasses if I've had a lot of food. I think yours is two. Yeah. Um, that I'll wake if nothing else, and I don't mean necessarily a hangover, but I just mean I wake up really dehydrated quite often in the night too. And it's just if nothing else, it's sucking out that extra water. So make sure, getting onto the subject of alcohol, make sure that you have more water, drink mm. water, have water on the side when you're having alcohol because you need to replace that hydration. Yeah. And um, a lot of people will say to me, and I, I notice on their skin, is if they've been out on the night before and they've had a couple of glasses of wine or more, um, their skin, you can see it in their skin. So exactly. it's, it's quite incredible how your body does, um, you know, compensate and how you notice things. Yeah, and how your skin so, yeah. reflects what's going on on the inside, even if it's on a day-to-day -day basis. And that can be obviously physical, like drinking alcohol, but also how you're feeling, like I'm tired, your skin looks a bit flat and dull or dry, you know, or I'm sick, it definitely looks <laughs> pale and dehydrated. Mm. So um, I think people forget yeah, too is that um, alcohol is a stimulant, just like sugar and caffeine and processed foods they're all stimulants so they're going to keep you awake at some yeah, level yeah uh, and sleep is just so important and you know a lot of people say oh sleep's overrated and you can sleep when you die and all that that stuff but you sleep you know just the, the process of sleeping and all the process and all the process of meditative you know that deep that deep kind of subconscious mind is when your body goes into the state of repair. Mm. So you can imagine that, you know, if you're not sleeping, everything suffers, not not only your brain, your skin, your appearance, you're going to look a lot older. Yeah. So the biggest tip alone is um, for youthful beauty and well-being is sleep. Yeah. And also think about that cognitive function too, long-term. If you want to hold down an executive job or if you're in management, you've got to be able to think. <laughs> If you haven't slept the night before, or even if you've got your own business, you can't think clearly and rationally without getting emotional. <laughs> um, 
when you're sleep deprived and whether if that's accumulated over a certain period of time, you just get reactive rather than proactive. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. So that's probably, I think we've kind of covered everything yep. we want to talk about today. So, um, yeah, if you've got any questions, as always, just um, flick us a, um, a text or an email and we will answer questions at some point. Yes. And, um, yeah. So. We'll see you next week. Same bat channel. Great. <laughs> All right. Have a great afternoon, everyone. Bye. See you later. And there we go. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Holistic Conversations with Vicky and Bron on all things living well, being healthy and having gorgeous skin so you can thrive and live with vitality. Follow the podcast on this platform if you enjoyed the episode and want to hear more. You'll be notified when we upload new episodes. If you loved what you heard, share and follow us on our platforms and drop us a note on what you'd like to hear more of. Until next week.